What? College matters. What? College, college matters. matters. Really? For sure. College matters. Alma, Alma matters. matters. Wow. It, it's making a significant impact on my life. Um, mm-hmm. Specifically because as someone who wants to go into the medical field, uh, there's still medical school after my undergraduate years right. at Stanford. So, and Coke has this special ability, right? I can, we can use this scholarship over a period of 10 years. So right. actually all of my scholarship will be used later on during med- medical school. That is Logan Lau. 2022 Koch Scholar and a recent graduate of Kamehameha Schools Kapalama, Hawaii. Hello, I'm your host, Venkatraman. With this episode, we continue a select set of conversations with high schoolers about their outlook for their futures. We are joined by Logan Lau, who will be a freshman at Stanford University this fall. Logan had multiple interests in high school, but none of them rose to the level of being a passion till Logan started doing particle research on mass filtration during COVID. This got Logan all excited about medicine in general, and he started to dig deeper into science and math. All this came together with Logan's interest in indigenous health and tobacco use on the island. In this podcast, Logan talked about his interests in humanities and sciences, medicine, winning the Coca-Cola scholarship, his college search process, and advice to college aspirants. Now, before we jump into the podcast, here are the high fives, five highlights from the podcast. My name is Logan Kekolao. I've pretty much grown up on Hawaii, specifically on the island of Oahu, my entire life. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, so small world, definitely for me. But um, my whole life, I was really interested in just a myriad of things from speech and debate and public policy, advocacy work to research and medicine and, and public health and healthcare in general. I didn't really find a deep passion um, until I actually started doing research with my school's research team. Mm -hmm. So with them, I was doing um, particle research on mask filtration. And that's Mm -hmm. when, um, during COVID, the heart of COVID, that I really found, I think, my passion for not just research, but um, medicine as a whole. When it comes to Coke, I, I've always, from a really young age, I always recognized the name, um, mm-hmm. uh, the, the scholarship name. I, I knew that it was extremely um, prestigious and it was, mm-hmm. it was an exceptional opportunity, not beyond the money, um, mm-hmm. just the community. It's all about fit. Like, mm-hmm. I could... Um, I, I, that's when I really started to prioritize how did that school kind of like fit with me and mm-hmm. how did the student population, 
um, the feel that you get walking around campus. Staying really focused on uh, holding your goals right um, mm -hmm. up and, and knowing specifically what you want to achieve and what you want to apply for, right? Just starting early, organizing yourself in a way that you're making it easier for, for yourself to succeed. These were the high fives brought to you by College Matters. Alma Matters. Matters. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Now, I'm sure you want to hear the entire podcast with Logan. So without further ado, here's the podcast with Logan Lau. If you're ready, we can jump right in. Yeah, for sure. Cool. So let's start by telling us who you are. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Yep. So my name is Logan Keiko Lau. I've pretty much grown up on Hawaii, specifically on the island of Oahu my entire life. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> yep, so small world, definitely for me, but um, my whole life I was really interested in just a myriad of things from speech and debate and public policy, advocacy work to research and medicine and, and public health and healthcare in general. And I think it's really shaped my life into what it is now and um, kind of helped me achieve all the things that I, that I have at this point. So let's uh, dive right in then. Tell us a little bit about your high school interests. Maybe you can start with your classroom and then we can expand outwards. Right. So in high school, I was um, kind of like I mentioned before, I was, I was really interested in, in kind of everything. And it took me a little while to kind of, round down exactly like what is my passion mm -hmm. um so for a while i i liked to do i really liked public public speaking so i was involved a lot with um speech and debate specifically mm -hmm. public forum and um u.s extemporaneous speaking mm -hmm. but um through that i didn't really find a deep passion um until i actually started doing research with my school's research team Mm -hmm. So with them, I was doing um, particle research on mask filtration. And that's mm -hmm. when, um, during COVID, the heart of COVID, that I really yeah. found, I think, my passion for not just research, but um, medicine as a whole. And mm -hmm. I, I've, I think I've had that passion to um, pursue healthcare um, in the medical field for a while. Um, I've, I've been surrounded by medical professionals and my family and um, I think that research really uh, sparked another interest in me, um, and it kind of got me got me started really on pursuing my my passion within high school. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then like as for the for the classroom, um, yeah. So I was always interested um, again, like kind of on the more public speaking side. So I actually took a lot of speech and debate classes. Uh, mm -hmm. within my high school mm -hmm. um, but it's kind of funny because you can see the progression of how I went from kind of a more humanities focused uh, schedule to a really like uh, science and kind of math focused schedule yeah. so I definitely like took 
all a lot of the AP sciences um, and maths as well. So that was that was definitely really fun. Um, and I think having both experiences was was very valuable, kind of both ends of the spectrum. So, you know, one of the things that you said a few seconds ago really intrigued me. You said research in school. So was is your school, um, you know, cultivating, fostering, supporting research uh, by students? Yeah, absolutely. So um, my school has this this program and it's actually like a class that you can take. It, it's called Honor Science Research. And uh, in this class, uh, it, it's it's absolutely amazing. We've had one teacher who's been, uh, her name is Gail Ishimoto, and, and she's been teaching this class for uh, decades now. Yeah. And it's, it's really just an amazing opportunity. So they, our school provides just the best world-class lab equipment, um, mm-hmm. cancer cell lines, bacteria cell lines. They get every, um, everything expensive that you'd see in a university lab, essentially. Sure, and they, sure. they deliver it to us as high school students. And you can start as young as a freshman. So, so our school does an exceptional job. Um, so, so, yeah, so my school is Kamehameha Schools. Uh, and it's actually one of the bigger schools on, in, in Hawaii in general. And it's only for Native Hawaiians. So that's one of the interesting things about it. But, mm-hmm. sorry, getting back to that, that point on research. Yeah, they do an exceptional job at kind of cultivating this environment just by giving us the resources and the, the means to uh, learn how to start, like, our own research journeys. So tell me a little bit about um, Indigenous health. I mean, I think that's one of your driving passions. How did that come about? I mean, I can see how, but what does that, what does that entail? I think really a lot of things, but my initial passion for medicine really started when I was ooh, maybe 10 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, and just watching my parents, um, who are both in the medical field, mm-hmm. uh, my, my, mother's a de- my mother's a nurse, and my father's a dentist, and mm-hmm. um, a lot of my um, close relatives are also doctors, um, yeah. or, or do something medicine-involved. And I think just through watching them as I grew up, uh, it, it's, it's really different watching uh, people who work in the medical field and seeing their passion that they yeah. have for life in general, but for their job and for the people and their communities they serve. Mm-hmm. It's really interesting because uh, I've noticed, I guess, by being just being surrounded by them so, so often that um, I really wanted to replicate that, that kind of passion in my life. And, and over the years, it just grew on me so much that I, I, I'm like extremely confident now. Um, mm-hmm. And I've been confident for a while that I will uh, definitely pursue medicine. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, and I, I hope to practice uh, for the rest of my life. <laughs> so what, are, what about tobacco? Why, how did that, I mean, I can, I see the public health issue. With, why was tobacco a big thing? Yeah, so tobacco kind of relates back to 
that in- indigenous health point you just brought up a little earlier. So yeah, um, I'm for those who don't know, I'm I'm native Hawaiian because yeah. or I have to be native Hawaiian to attend uh, the school I do, but essentially, I got really passionate about it when I heard about how disproportionately Native Hawaiians are affected by the tobacco industry. Mm -hmm. Um, Here in Hawaii, we have some of the worst um, drug and e-cigarette usage rates. Um, I believe it's about one-third of high school students and one-fifth of middle middle school students here use e-cigarettes on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. So I got really... um, I got really passionate about tobacco cessation efforts back when I was actually a freshman. Mm-hmm. So over my entire high school career, and then even now to this day, after, after I've graduated, um, I, was, I was leading the Hawaii um, Public Health and Coalition for Tobacco-Free Hawaii's Youth Council, which mm-hmm. essentially was the youth branch of our tobacco cessation advocacy. And... That's kind of really what got me started, having a deep concern uh, for a problem I saw, which was Native Hawaiians just being um, absolutely devastated. Our communities uh, uprooted by uh, just addiction, tobacco mm-hmm. addiction, e-cigarette ad- addiction, just in general. So that's what really got me into it. And um it really did help that I was also passionate about medicine because it kind of tied in with that public health factor. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was, that was really good for me that I think that also contributed to that, that passion. But yeah, that's, that's pretty much how, how I got into it. No, it's uh, yeah. Hugely commendable uh, what you're doing. So congratulations. Thank you. Okay. So, Let's uh, say go over to the Koch scholarship. Um, yeah, tell us, tell us, why did you apply? I mean, what, what was what was the driving motivation? Absolutely. So, like, when it comes to Koch, I I've always, from a really young age, I always recognized the name, um, mm-hmm. uh, the the scholarship name. I I knew that it was extremely. Um, prestigious and it was Mm -hmm. it was an exceptional opportunity not beyond the money um, Mm -hmm. just the community so Mm -hmm. I knew about it for a very long time and I knew that um, that I wanted to apply so Mm -hmm. kind of for for a while I was not necessarily like um, purposely building uh, a resume or a um, building myself up to be able to apply apply to it, um, sure. but I was definitely exploring my passions and trying to take it, uh, exploring them to the fullest extent, because mm-hmm. I knew that um, just the Coca Cola Scholar Network and to to become a Coke Scholar meant that you'd have to you'd have to act on your passions in a way that you you could significantly change the world. And I, I still look at all, all my uh, fellow 2022 Coke scholars and I, I still wonder uh, how I was able to get it because everyone is just so incredibly amazing. But yeah, that, that's kind of how I found out about the uh, Coca-Cola Scholars Program. And mm-hmm. then also a little bit about why I applied. 
what was the process like? What was the application process like? Just to get a feel for, um, was it laborious? Was it long? Was it, you know, deep, insightful? Right. So it was quite, um, quite a long and arduous process. Uh-huh. But quite frankly, I found it a little bit enjoyable mm-hmm. in the sense that, yes, the, the application um, process through Coke has, has three stages, right? And it's, it's, a, it's a little bit stressful. Uh, the first and second stage have quite a bit of required material that they want from ranging from essays and just um, creating your general application. And then the mm-hmm. final stage is the interview, the 20-minute mm-hmm. interview. And that one was um, particularly uh, strenuous for me just because <laughs> I was so anxious going into it there were by that point there were only 250 people and they were going to round down to 150 so that was um those were pretty (laughs) high stakes for me but yeah uh like like I said I think I found it quite enjoyable because uh the the application was such a self-reflective process and Mm -hmm. a lot of the questions they they asked they asked me to answer were in a way get forcing me to reflect on some of the things that I've done in my life. And then really the, the, it it forced me to get to the core of why I wanted to do these things and why I was passionate about kind of tobacco cessation, about research, about all of these things. So I I did find it enjoyable in that sense. Um, But yeah, it was definitely stressful but I'm, I'm definitely glad it worked out for the better. So you won the scholarship. Now, what does that mean to you? I mean, what kind of difference is it making? Oh, wow. It, it's making a significant impact on my life. Um, mm-hmm. Specifically because as someone who wants to go into the medical field, uh, there's still medical school after my undergraduate years right. at Stanford. So, and Coke has this special ability, right? I can, we can use this scholarship over a period of 10 years. So right. actually all of my scholarship will be used later on during med- medical school. So mm. that for me is just a true game changer because while schools tend to give a lot of aid to undergraduates yeah um there's definitely a lot less uh opportunities for scholarships and aid out there for just medical students in general and and i think medical medical school is just so much more absurdly uh, expensive than uh my undergraduate years so for me i think it means it means the world i know that's a little cliche but it takes a burden off both my shoulders and my parents' shoulders. It allows me to truly focus on school rather than Uh having to work, right? Um, Or, yeah, really just being constantly focused on finances because, um, as you know, I think if really if you're you're focused on um, how you're going to pay for school, I don't think uh, you really can focus on school. I think that's a big thing. No, I agree. I agree. Now, um, 
have you reached out to the other scholars, Cook scholars, uh, to the alumni, and are you uh, finding some ways to collaborate or, you know, work with them or anything of that kind? Yes, absolutely. So I just, I absolutely love the Koch Scholars Network and they've done such a great job at, at connecting all of us in general. It's really a, a, I can really get the sense of it being such a tight, really tight knit community. Um, so yeah, so far I've gotten to know a handful of Coca-Cola scholars who are specifically going to Stanford. Yeah. So that was really nice. Um, there's kind of like a little Coca-Cola scholar community up at my school. So um, yeah, I, I've gotten to get in contact with some of them and make some connections there. And then we've also been having this actually uh, leadership development institute that's been going on uh, through this summer and is uh, ongoing right now. But hmm. essentially, I've gotten to kind of get really close with, um, I'm in a group of four altogether, including yeah. me. So I've, I've gotten to get really close with a few other of, um, of my Coke scholars that I probably wouldn't have met. Um, yeah. Right. Just at Stanford, because um, some of them are going to other like really exceptional schools. So, yeah, I, I've gotten to really connect and network and it's been a blessing. I kind of wanted to just get your uh, views on how you're looking at your future. What are your priorities? I think I know a whole bunch of them based on what you said. So how, how do you feel about your future? What does what it, and it sounds like a career in medicine is on the cards, but um, how, how do you feel about it emotionally? I guess, obviously I'm just extremely excited. Yeah. Um, but I think it's also mixed with a little bit of um, stress or a little bit of anxiety because in a good way, because I, I just um, I, I I've been blessed so much by Coca-Cola and by so many other like foundations and, and by my parents that I definitely feel a need to um, kind of go out and make the difference uh, that I intend to in this, in this world and then um, kind of fulfill uh, and give back to Coca-Cola and to my community in the way mm -hmm. that they kind of gave back, gave to me and invested in me. So mm -hmm. I'm really, I'm excited, um, a little stressed though, to finally uh, in my future after I, um, go to school and hopefully get my MD to really go out and kind of make the difference and kind of give back as much as was really poured into me throughout my high school career and throughout my life as a whole. Just a random question I wanted to ask you, would you, are you planning to go back to the island? Are you planning to go back to Hawaii or would you, you don't, you haven't thought that far? Yes, absolutely. So that's always been a plan of mine, actually. So I'm, I'm, I'm really interested specifically in neurosurgery. I know it's it's really, uh, it's really a niche uh, specialty field. But yeah, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm really interested in neurosurgery, and mm -hmm. I want to come back to the islands for sure. There's just such a doctor shortage here, um, mm -hmm. specifically for for specialties, mm -hmm. definitely for neurosurgery. So. 
yeah, I definitely want to come back to the islands and I want to kind of help the community that raised me. So let's talk a little bit about um, how you went about finding your college. Um, just, you know, to help our listeners with what, uh, what you went through or what process you followed. So share with us what you were looking for in a college and um, what were some challenges, if any. Yeah, sure. So I went about the college process, um, I guess at first, just on such a surface level, (laughs) looking back at it, um, I kind of wonder why I did that. But um, I, at first, um, I guess I looked at which schools would prepare me best for medical school or would, mm-hmm. would provide me the best chance um, mm-hmm. as a pre-med um, to go to med school just because, you know, nowadays um, med- medical school has become such, um, has become so, so competitive. Right. So for me, that's kind of, that kind of was my first priority. Mm-hmm. Um, so after I kind of made a pretty comprehensive list um, which ended up being mostly um, elite schools as, I mean, you can kind of figure the top yeah. pre-med schools would usually be kind of more uh, towards the elite side. So, yeah. So after I kind of did that, I realized um, kind of going into it after, after actually visiting and doing fly-ins to a handful of the schools, mm-hmm. um, I realized that I, I, I kind of hated them. <laughs> Just the, uh, and and it was then that I had that revelation, really, that it's it's all about fit. Like I could, um, I, I that's when I really started to prioritize how did that school kind of like fit with me, and mm-hmm. how did the student population, um, the feel that you get walking around campus, the I guess the 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 comprehensive. Um, network of just the people, the classroom, the location, right? Um, how did all of these things kind of factor into how it fit for mm-hmm. me personally? Mm-hmm. And that's when the decision just got incredibly easy because I I was looking at all these schools. I went to the East Coast, realized it was just way, way too um, cold for me. I'm, I'm from <laughs> an island and it's it's what like 80 mid 80s here consistently throughout the year (laughs) (laughs) yeah and then I was in New York and it was like 40 degrees in April and I was like oh it shouldn't it should be kind of like a little warmer by now but I guess not so (laughs) that was a little that was a little rude awakening but essentially (laughs) uh weather location rounded it down pretty fast as well um Mm -hmm. and just by visiting the campus, walking on it, talking with the students, I got a very, very quickly, I got a feel of what it's like to be a student at each of these, these top elite schools that, that I was kind of, I guess, considering at first. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah. So, and then at that point, I, that's when I really started falling in love with Stanford Mm -hmm. um, and specifically a lot of my West coast schools. And yeah, and, and just kind of getting to that process was a number of things, right? Starting off with having rounded down my list yeah. specifically on just 
what school will has like amazing ac- academics, um, pre-med opportunities in general and Stanford, of course. And then, mm-hmm. then it kind of like location and then fit. How does the student population kind of, how, how would I be able to connect with them? Mm-hmm. That's definitely one of them. And then, right. And then in that is just so many things like diversity, um, um, just the overall feel you get yeah. when you're talking with the students and just like living amongst them, right? These are, these are, it's more than like, you're going to school and you're going back home to your family. It's like, you're living with all of these people 24 sure. seven. Um, yeah. Like that, that's, I think it's almost equally as important as considering the academic opportunities of the school. So yeah, that, that's kind of how I got to Stanford and um, it was really great because it just so happens my auntie also lives in Palo Alto. So um, I have a family member really close. So I think that's also played a key role as well. Awesome. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's not as cold as New York. So um... <laughs> definitely not. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Now, did you get any help along the way um, as you were? processing and thinking about colleges uh did you have a counselor did your school help what kind of guidance did you get yeah so i i had an exceptional um college counselor at my school mr mm-hmm. um steve morales mm-hmm. so yeah so mr morales he he really really helped me um kind of just from the start to get off the ground to get looking for schools kind of to get it basically to get a head start on everything. Mm -hmm. And I Mm -hmm. think that is really the key because when you're in the, the hot zone, as I like to say, and you're just bombarded with everything, college applications, meanwhile, also scholarship applications, because Coca-Cola, the Coca-Cola scholarship is due before you actually submit any of your college apps. So that's really important. Um, So, yeah, when you're in this like hot zone, it's like so easy to just forget about things or or to let things pass you by because everything's coming just way too fast. So, yeah, so I got a lot of help from him on getting a head start and then getting the connections so that I'd be able to have a comprehensive list and uh, of 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 ways that I can time management but mm-hmm. also like a list of this is all the things that I know I want to um, apply to yeah. in, over the next few months. And then this is when I'm going to do them and in what priority I'm going to do them. I think that was a big one too, because um, I definitely, definitely right wanted to put a lot of time into my Coke application. And sure. so that was, that was, that was definitely high on the priority list, but yeah, I mean, I, uh, I'm human. I didn't. I still had 24 hours in a day, and it was like it, <laughs> things. I I had to make trade offs in like what kind of meant the most to me, and what I wanted to pursue, right? Because you can't apply to everything, unfortunately. Sure. But sure. Yeah, that's kind of how how it ended, and like I guess at the end of the day, um, yeah, I, I've had so many mentors, right? Um, so back in going back to research, um, yeah. Miss Ishimoto, who was my research mentor. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just from doing a number of internships outside, I got letters of recommendation from um, one of my doctors who was a PI at 
at uh sorry who was the um i guess the principal investigator at um one of the research labs clinical research labs that i interned with um dr mm -hmm. corey liao mm -hmm. a neurologist so mm -hmm. um just so many people too many to name my parents just everyone <laughs> so many people absolutely. that contributed yeah Now I'm just going to ask you a, a question that uh, you know comes up a lot, which is, uh, did you did you have fun with the process? It was your senior year enjoyable? Did you have fun, or were you all stressed out? Oh, I had I had so much fun. <laughs> it it was it was quite fun, and and you don't realize it because in the moment it's like you're just stressed, yeah. so you're not really looking at anything else. You have this tunnel vision, this myopic perspective, and just you have to get everything done yeah. but i promise you the second everything is done and you can you finally have a, a moment to just breathe and take a step back it's you'll realize that it was actually kind of a fun process like just yeah yes stressful but it just it makes you grow i think it truly makes you grow as a person because so many um college colleges and and supplements kind of really dig deep into who you are as a person i think sure. that's extremely extremely valuable so yes i i found it to be quite enjoyable um and even scholarship applications too because they kind of coincide with with college applications and usually they're they're quite similar as well sure cool So Logan, we are starting to wind down and I thought with all your perspective and experience over the last year or two, what would you tell high schoolers about the college process and about being a senior? Right. So I think the number one thing that I, I tell, I guess, current seniors would be just to <laughs> always make sure that you take time to step back and relax mm -hmm. I know personally how stressful the whole process can be and how like really you can just feel so much anxiety and and stress about your future because so mm -hmm. much is riding on such few moments in my opinion yeah but yeah just really taking that step back and I think do in doing so it would really help just with your ability to um, your, your mental health really. And I think that it just personally increases your ability to perform better um, overall and mm -hmm. to be able to um, really think deeply back on your life. And it, it, it really helps you self-reflect, which is mm -hmm. kind of what's perfect and what's really, really critical that you convey in, I guess, to all of these colleges and in all your essays. So I think that's definitely one of the number one things. And then, yeah, truly just, yeah, taking that step back for sure. And then also um, in doing so, just staying really focused on uh, holding your goals, right, um, mm -hmm. up and, and knowing specifically what you want to achieve and what you want to apply for, right? Just starting early, 
organizing yourself in a way that you're making it easier for for yourself to succeed you're putting yourself in like situations where um yes like you can do as bet like just so well and and setting yourself up for success essentially uh, mm-hmm. i think that's just such a great uh great thing and just right uh part of that or the one of the base parts of that is just really getting a head start on everything and for me, I think it, it definitely paid off um, kind of starting early. But yeah. Awesome. So, Logan, um, you are uh, an extremely impressive young man. And uh, <laughs> thank uh, you. Fan- fantastic uh, what you've done so far. And I'm sure uh, there's a lot, lot more to come. And I wish you all the luck at Stanford and beyond in med school. And I hope we stay in touch and uh, talk more. But for right now, take care, be safe, and enjoy what's left of the summer. Absolutely. Thank you so much. You as well. (laughs) Take care. Yep. Bye-bye. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Hi again. Hope you enjoyed our podcast with Logan Lau. Logan is a teenager with lots of interests, passion for medicine, and values his roots and his community. He was involved in indigenous health, he took on tobacco use on the island, and he dreams of one day serving his community back in Hawaii as a neurosurgeon. Logan is very grateful to receive the Coca-Cola scholarship, something that was in his sights from his early teenage years. He believes that the Coke brand and the Scholar Alumni Network will strengthen his hand as he tries to significantly change the world. I wish Logan all the best at Stanford and beyond. I hope this podcast inspires you in high school and as you prep for your college journey. For your questions or comments on this podcast, please email podcast at almamatters.io. Thank you all so much for listening to our podcast today. Transcripts for this podcast and previous podcasts are on almamatters.io forward slash podcasts. To stay connected with us, subscribe to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify, or visit anchor.fm forward slash almamatters to check us out. Till we meet again, take care and be safe. Thank you. College matters. Alma Alma matters. matters.